0: Blog Talk Radio. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira Phoenix, take it away.
1: Wow, here okay. we, go. <laughs> we go. Yep,
2: you know, amazing, amazing. So, this is our last live show for the 2020 year,
1: yeah. And
2: so it's it's kind of an interesting feel um, for all of what we've been talking about. <clears throat> so um, I guess we can start out with what happened last week,
1: kind of a thing for you. Sure. So let's oh. see. I don't even know. Um, it's been. <laughs> Uh, it's been pretty fine like just sort of normal the you know the county that we live in has just tightened the restrictions um, around the pandemic again um, which is fine I'm not in disagreement but there's a lot of confusion on what it means and so that's I find that to be more problematic because it sends a mixed message it's like hey shelter in place except all businesses are open except for hair salons and personal services, right? So, like, my shop's still open at limited capacity, which, to be honest, I've been doing since we reopened in June. I'm not letting very many people in at once, but I I spent – it just – it goes into effect tomorrow. So today is still sort of whatever the new usual is, but I spent an inordinate amount of time this morning on social media correcting people who were saying things like, you know, why are you forcing small businesses to shut down? And I just kept saying they're not. They're not. Small businesses are open. Go support your small businesses. You know, and I get that that doesn't help tattoo shops and nail salons and hairdressers. I get that they are the ones that are experiencing this hardship. But when there's miscommunication and a mixed message, it it's a problem for all of us. So I'm just mm-hmm. feeling the intensity of that. But that's like the, you know, struggle. But the other side is... I have a vendor, a stone vendor that lives locally. So they throughout the pandemic, I've gone to their house and we go they set up a, their their wares in their front yard and I go through and um, buy stuff, buy stones and specimens and things. So because they're not doing shows, they can't, uh, they're not going to any events and selling. I'm pretty much their only customer this year uh, which is heart-wrenching for everybody right but I got to go stone shopping this morning (laughs) which is so fun Uh, and so my kitchen table is currently covered in huge specimens and beautiful shiny things and so I'm just right in this moment I'm just like oh look at the there's a huge black moonstone freeform that I am in love with like I'm really struggling with having to take it to the shop like Uh I'm in love with it uh, but, you know, so I really can't complain. Like, I'm, my book is turned in. I have a little bit more free time. Uh, things are, are very smooth. Knock on all of the wood in my accessible spot right here. All the wood is being knocked upon. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, you know, besides that, it's been pretty much same old, same old, as far as you can say, for 2020, (laughs) and I am starting to really look at next year, you know, I set some classes, I I decided to keep all my classes online, at least through the first quarter, so I scheduled all the classes, or some classes that I'm going to be doing through Milk and Honey, and then I had a couple folks reach out to me and ask if I would and co-facilitate a couple online classes and I was just so excited especially one wow. of the people who reached out to me is like a mentor and teacher of mine and she asked if I would want to co-facilitate a class with her and I was like hell yes I didn't even think about it I was like yes 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 <laughs> so I'm trying to look ahead and uh, and cautiously feel hopeful you know so and it's raining well, I mean sort of it's there's been sprinkles but
2: Oh yeah, and I didn't know. see that. I I kind of went outside to walk my dogs and of course I didn't see any then but I haven't been out there. Yeah. So maybe there is
1: rain out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly gloomy, but there's a few little few little bits. But yeah, that's basically yeah. it. You know, doing my best to maintain some positive attitude. <laughs> How was your week been?
2: Um a roller coaster. Um obviously. Yeah. Um I had a bite on the house, and um, that was exciting, and it was, you know, scary, and it was like, you know, a bunch of stuff had to get taken care of and looked at and everything, and, uh, you know, uh, right now there, you know, there was a counter offer that I made, and so we're kind of, you know, we're seeing whether or not that's going to go through or, you know, how, but that got me started with a lot of what I have to do to, A, leave here, and B, Mm -hmm. go where I'm going. So things got ruffled up a bit, and um, of course, you know, it's. Um, I'm going to be leaving to go to um, see my daughter and, and granddaughter and family, but I'm actually going because I got to go look for a place. So yeah. it's kind of a, a dual point of reference with what's happening and and of course the pandemic um you know they changed my flights both of them now they changed the mm-hmm. going in the coming to I can no longer go straight across they put me in a bigger plane and you know I have to call them and, and ask a couple of questions uh about seating yeah. but I, my guess is it's because they can put more people in with the separation process so they mm-hmm. put in a bigger plane I figured that's pretty much why, Um, you know, and then, of course, because we have um, restrictions coming in after travel, I have to go, you know, I'm trying to get ready to, you know, find a testing site so that I can make sure that I know what I'm doing when I come home, Um, Mm -hmm. setting up in case, of course, they lock completely down and I can't get back. It's all those variables that... um,
1: Yeah, it's a lot.
2: Yeah, under a a lot of different things that you have to come up with. I had a very nice conversation and walked the young man that is a friend of mine's grandson, um, who I've known and seen and and connected with, but he's going to be the one walking the dogs and taking care of them. So we went through the whole, you know, process, and I feel really good about it. It's just, you know, it's not the same people that I've had before because my roommate, Matt, uh, moved out last Thursday, and of course, um, he said he would come back and help and do that. But you know, I mean, I understand, and he, you know, this whole thing, but this is the one I'm primarily leaving the, the care of my animals to, and they're your babies, and so, of course, when you're going to do that, you get nervous. Um, yeah, of course. Ultimately, yeah, you know, it was, it's just, <laughs> it's so weird, and I've been trying to put Christmas up, okay? It's mm-hmm. funny because um, <laughs> when we tried, when we were doing the uh, show that we're going to talk about um, for this show, I was listening. And, of course, the same statement would come out of my mouth. Uh, well, I'm going to be leaving to go to Arkansas for the holidays. Why well, put up the, the, you know, the Christmas stuff? It's, you're not going to be seeing it. And I, and I, the same answer comes. It's for me right now and more so, more so yeah. because of, the um, the way the the pandemic and the the whole process of what's going on is um, happening and I thought okay so I I got all my Christmas lights and everything is outside decorated and the funny part is, is I have to have a sense of humor well, we have to have a sense <laughs> yes. of humor yeah. is that. Uh Sunday I was out, I got all the lights that I had bought, I put them all up, I got everything reorganized, put all the, you know, doodads for Christmas on, and, you know, it was all lit, it looked so pretty, and I'd already put up my, I have a pre-lit Noble fir, fake Christmas tree, and i had already put it up and was, you know, enjoying the feel of just the pretty lights and everything. And kid you not, we in our area here, and most of the Bay Area actually, got a high wind alert. And a red flag alert. And I'm sitting there thinking, are you freaking kidding me? That's ridiculous. I've now got all the stuff that I put up is going to, you know, get blown around. And I was kind of looking around thinking, okay. But then it became more like, well, if it's a red flag alert, I need to take my dogs with me because I will be working You know, I work in Forestville, and then, of course, Lucky Mojo, and I, and luckily, they were very nice about my bringing the dogs, but, you know, the dogs already sensed the intensity, and so they were kind of, like, a little bit more nervous, and I'm, like, going, okay, drag the dogs in, you know, and so, so it was, it was the beginning of a week that then turned into more stuff, and so my Christmas hasn't been put up, and my birthday is, you know, tomorrow, and... I'm like that, you know, really nice.
1: Birthday. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: somebody said something to me about what, how old are you? And I go, well, I'm going to be 69. They go, yeah. you don't look okay. it. it. go, well, it's the mask, darling. It hides a lot.
1: It be yeah, it's, it's witchcraft. It's all the that baby blood you've been bathing in. Right. That's what oh, I was yeah,
2: Right. All of that stuff out <laughs> in the back of my yard. That's why, you know, it's got all that weird stuff out there. Um, But, yeah, so there's that, and I decided, well, you know, I'm going to, you know, still pull Christmas up and still do what I'm doing and, you know, just sort of move myself, you know, along, you know, kind of checked on. um, I actually put a call out for a mover that a friend of mine used, and she absolutely loved, and she said they do cross-country and long-hauls as well, and I'm like, oh, good. And she said they're really, really reasonable, and they get you, you know, they're really willing to work with you. And I go, Oh, this is so good. So hopefully with what well, I'm a, I'm kind of moving on the conclusion just like my real estate person said is that real estate is considered an essential, uh, the selling and buying of real estate. So that yeah. doesn't yeah. technically stop. And right. moving, movers don't stop. So in one sense, right. I kind of feel that with our new restrictions, I I have a a window here of of okay, but you never know where things lead. But uh, it was fun. It was a fun week because it tested every possible, including the dentist (laughs) that I saw yesterday, which I was telling Phoenix before is that I went in for an exam, x-rays, and, you know, kind of a standard thing. And the guy looks at me and says, you've got to get in and get your teeth cleaned now. And we actually have a uh, an opening this afternoon. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, but I have a chiropractor appointment. And he goes, okay, well, we can. And he did a really nice deal for me, so I couldn't turn it down because he felt that strongly, which makes me really like him as a new dentist. Yeah. Um, but And she got in and, oh, man, she just pulled and pulled and pushed and pulled and, she she was amazed that she says, You're taking this so well and I'll just when I finally could say something, I said, I have no choice. It has to get done. I am not I can't be a wimp. And this is where you you know, you kinda have to
1: take it. <laughs> That's okay? very different than me. I'm like, No, no, I'll avoid it like the
2: plague. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest with you, it's been a couple of years since I had a cleaning and the reason was is that my dentist that I got after my dentist of 15 years retired retired two years after I had gotten him and so I had gotten my cleaning and my you know exam and we did one thing and then he retired
1: yeah I'm kind of in a similar boat funnily enough I can't I just can't find one that I like since the one I liked moved away it's hard
2: it is it is and I mean I had a nice I had a very proficient dentist that I got from someone here that I used this year yeah but there was no chemistry, really. Right. And right. this person is a r re- he's a really great dentist. I mean, he's he's not going to retire very soon. He's um, you know, a more youngish, middle agedish man type in that area over there and, and looks in an excellent health and from what I heard him talking with his assistants and all. So I felt really good that if this is someone I was going to stay with for a long time, you know, assuming that, you know, I'm gonna be moving and I do have a really nice dentist in Arkansas. But it was it, it was just And then I began to think about it after coming home and literally feeling like I'd been in a war, you know? Yeah. So I realized the tartar that came off and all the crap that came off. It was like your armor, all the crap that you've put on for one reason or another just came off of all of your teeth. You know, I know it was a uh, physiological thing, but I mean a physical thing, but it had some really interesting side effects for me. But that being said, After that, and then, you know, the kind of the prep for this, which is this particular show, of course, we're talking about um, the reading that we did for this year, 2020, back in December of 2019, kind of struck me as very, uh, some of the things as we get into it are fascinating, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what came up. And, you know, where we were looking and where, you know, maybe a degree or two difference. But it was very interesting. And I'm going to turn it over to you so we can get started.
1: Okay. Well, as Elvira just alluded to, what we're doing today on today's episode of uh, The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, we are talking about the reading that we did a year ago. So about a year ago, we decided to do an episode on 2020 and we pulled a tarot card for every month of 2020 and sort of gave our our impressions and reading on what we thought that card could come to represent as we moved forward and then we just went about, about our merry lives and didn't think about it until very recently and we remembered that we had done this show uh, and neither of us <laughs> remembered what cards we pulled. And to be honest, I didn't even take notes. I know Elvira took notes, but I didn't. I just I just charged forward. Uh, and thankfully, Elvira went back and listened to that episode, which I was also supposed to do and didn't make the time for. So ho- thank you, Elvira, for doing that. So we're just going to talk <laughs> about what came up and what we Read and and kind of dissect it from the other end now that the time has passed. Um, you know how how right on were we? how did we interpret things that actually played out differently, and all that kind of fun stuff just to wrap up this dumpster fire of a year <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say
2: that's true. It's fascinating because you know ultimately, when we start when we did this reading, it was based yeah. on um, a reading that I had been trained on. And um, it's the 12 houses, you know, the, the 12 houses, the 12 signs of the zodiac. So it's, it's, you know, obviously it has meaning in itself. And and uh, I was always given to do two cards and Phoenix did one. And so each one of these is a three-card shot at what we wound up doing, which is kind of funny when you think about a pattern is that you usually, when, you know, you do a three-card spread, just that, you know, it's the past, the present, and the future, or, you know, mm-hmm. the, the yeah, what has been, the you know, the situation and the resolution. So kind of interesting. I don't think that the placement of these cards really is going to be of that much concern because it's the overall of all of the three. So um, we'll think just jump in because I know what I did notice when I was listening is that we really got into it at the first six houses. Mm. We really did. And then we we realized we had to have a break and we limit our our show to about an hour. Um, Right. So we had to buzz bomb through the other six because we had gone (laughs) so far into the first six. So I found that interesting that, you know, we kind of started doing the annotated version of what we talk about. So, um but anyway that being said um and i think what i'd like to say here is that we're going to i'm going to say the house and the cards we pulled and give a small statement of what we did and then i'm going to let you come up with the the um other side of what has happened and where this situation has either fallen off the the chart or actually hit the mark or, you know, come up with some, because I think knowing how I'm looking at the cards and having experienced the year, there's a lot Mm -hmm. that we can say over and above what we did say and where we were coming from on the other
1: side. And I'd like to hand that one to you. Okay. I want to just make a note that my internet has just gone off at the house. I don't know that that will impact the show because, we are calling in, so I think because we're both on phone lines, it should be okay uh but okay. uh in the in the background, I will be working to get my internet back up, but just as a warning, who knows we could get cut off
2: <laughs>
1: well, there you
2: are, and if it is, then we were supposed to not do this until next year, or something <laughs> okay, so um. The first house, which is usually the personal, the, the, the personal life, the the the, uh, the entity that we are talking about, either a person or this time it was the United States of America, and what was happening or what was going to happen in the, new, the next year, and the state of the health of you know the person mentally and and, and physically and spiritually, and uh, Phoenix pulled the moon. And I pulled two of pentacles and ace of pentacles. Now, interesting enough, um, with the moon, Phoenix was talking about uncovering secrets of finances because we had all the money stuff and you know the juggling of the, of the of the juggling of things. And I don't think it was just money, but things and the the finances, and that it was going to be a very uncertain year in the stock market.
1: Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. that was pretty much that one yeah I know (laughs) so on that note I'm going to hand that over to you in terms of that
1: you said the moon
2: the moon was what you drew yes yeah and what were the two cards you drew two of pentacles and ace of pentacles
1: okay ace of pentacles I missed but two of pentacles I got okay yeah so you know, again, this and this was our overview card, right? Mm-hmm. What you just mm-hmm. said. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This seems pretty. Like, if you look at the, if you look at the beginning of the year and and how things started off, and really the overall energy of the year, the moon is. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. been a card like that: secrets and lies, and and the things under the surface, uncertainty around money. And really, like you know, that Ace of Pentacles interestingly makes me think of all of those businesses that I'm I'm hating this word right now, but the word pivot, you know, where mm-hmm. they they ran their business one way, and then because of all of the things that happened, they had to pivot their business and do things a different way and figure out how to survive in this newness. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: so yeah, that that's interesting. The foundation changed.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And, of course, the second uh, house, which, okay, the first house is Aries, the second house is Taurus, and in in light of where it was, it was about money and finances and needs. And, of course, you pulled the Eight of Swords,
1: Mm.
2: and I pulled the Seven of Wands and Eight of Pentacles. And, basically, um, you were uh, coming up with, you know where are the self-constructed traps that have been taken and put into place, and dealing with things, you know, in terms of personal things. In like, you know, if you take it from the top down, you go from the the, the government, the bigger government, the federal government down, and then people. Um, and again, still dealing with the eight of Pentacles, which is money, on the other side. And the uh, seven of wands is like there's a fight, an undercutting, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, competitive nature, but it was an undercutting of the financial aspects, but also the self, uh, what you were talking about, the uh, self-constructed entrapment. That was what we were talking about in that one. Hand over to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I find so interesting about, Sevens is that there's there's always such like an a, a challenge attached to those cards, and that again just has replayed this year the challenge around uh, housing around you know thinking of Tory and second house things you know um security has been a huge challenge um you thinking about the social um uh, unrest, that's not exactly how I want to phrase it, but just the awareness around Black Lives Matter and and different police um, brutality and all of those things that have been going on this year in the midst of a pandemic. So not, you know, we've had this pandemic situation virtually the whole year, not quite, but pretty damn close. We've had civil unrest and this awakening of people to see the injustice that's been happening, right? It's this this... Uh, uh, struggle all of this is seven mm-hmm. of wands of energy to me like struggle fighting back uh, and then even going as far as the political climate and this um, divide you know which we talked about a little bit before we started the show that we've talked about this divide happening a lot and we haven't quite gotten to those cards but you can already see it starting to form here mm-hmm. um, with those cards for the second house it's pretty pretty interesting
2: Thing. yeah yeah so then we go to the third house, which of course is Gemini, and it's communication self expression um you know brothers and sisters interesting is that aspect of brothers and sisters you know who are your your not just the biological brothers and sisters, but you were talking already about you know the the uh, black lives matter things that we're starting to show in Putting the actual, the, the, the popping up and being unable to be pushed away or, or hidden. Mm-hmm. And uh, this mm-hmm. is a house that talks about it. You're talking about it. It's communicating. It's happening. And, of course, you're going to love this. You pulled the death card, and then I did the King of Cups and the Page of Swords. So mm-hmm. um, it was, yours was, you know, a door closing and nature shifts and, you know, yep. some kind of uh, a breakdown. And change, and of course, the page of swords is you know um being uh it's the it's the card that cuts through bullshit, okay, you know, I don't mean that yeah it, it, these are court cards, but they are representations also of actions. The king of cups is kind of like um, I almost want to say it was we we likened it unto trump mostly because he's sitting there and he's got his cup and he's jovial but he's on the he's on at least the cards that i have he he's on this precipice you know mm-hmm. and his water coming over and all this stuff but you know it's very shaky so yeah. um so that's what we talked about on that one
1: so yeah yeah, and that's really interesting because you know if you look at Gemini and communication and the death card too, it's like this breakdown of communication. Uh, you know, there's this. There, uh, this has been going on for a long time, but I feel like our current political administration has really emphasized this distrust of media, mistrust of media, uh, and this polarized polarization of media. So it's easy for you to consume. News, right? Using that old-fashioned word, news. It's easy to find the news that matches your philosophy. So it's easy to find places where you preach to the choir. You know, some of my social media is carefully curated so that I don't see a bunch of people who I don't politically agree with. It's not good for my sanity and my health and well-being to constantly be bombarded with things that make me feel disgusted, angry, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's very easy for us if you if you have a specific political mindset you can find your outlet. And what mm-hmm. this has led to is further polarization and further digging in the sand and ushing and theming, and I am not a fan of ushing and theming. I have, like, we could polarize ourselves around any topic, and in my opinion, that's dumb. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's totally sort of no purpose, it just creates more chaos, and that's what I feel in these cards, that Gemini nature, that duality, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and how it is, it, when, the death card and the page of cups, no, the page of, of Page of swords. Mm-hmm. yeah see and that's all about for me that's all about boundaries and lines in the sand and so there's all of this you us versus them you over there and i'm over here don't cross this line the anti-maskers the you know the the covid conspiracy people who are in the hospital dying and still maintain covid is a hoax um mm-hmm. you know that That to me that's what these cards really feel like they're pointing to this this line in the sand, us versus them and the death of, of a place where there it can be something else. Right. Or right. or I could actually spin it on the head because I can always look. It's probably my Libra moon. I can always look at a card from two different sides. It could also mm-hmm. be that that is the first death rose of our world, especially us that are United States Americans, our world being us versus them. Maybe that is the final nail in the coffin of that bullshit. Maybe what we're experiencing mm-hmm. is, a, is an awakening that this line in the sand mentality doesn't actually serve us. That's a more upbeat, right. positive way of looking at it. I'm going to switch my, my statement up to that. <laughs> there you go. I like
2: that idea because as we go down, you know, in the, the areas, we're going to show that these cards actually do more in that direction of course we have to realize that during March we had the major COVID lockdown and that did create a breakdown so you did have a breakdown of a way of life that has definitely been unable to be um, resumed and now it has to change so there's that. Um, The fourth house of course is um, cancer and it's home and family, um, father real estate, you know, things of that nature. It it says end of situations in life. But, you know, I think it's, you know, when you're talking about father, it's it's the structure, the structure. And what you pulled was the wheel, and I got the king of swords and lovers. And we Mm -hmm. talked with the wheel about cycles, and you talked about, you know, uh, again, coming together, a wheel of, you know, the changing and the coming together. And then you talk about, I talked about, um, the Lovers, again, is a perfect, you know, it's communication, so it harkens back to the, the the house before, and the King of Swords is actually the father. So it's the male communication that comes up, and there's, you know, a lot of, of around the father, the father of, you know, well, if we're going to look at the, the president as a presidential point of reference, the father of the family, the, the United States, and then all of the different things that we, um, that were part of that in terms of going downward to through the governmental levels, but into the personal levels, and it talks about swift change. So I think you know that one you're going to love to put it out into the what's happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting too is you know there has been some swift change, and going back to the previous set of cards that is still being, that is still dividing us and still causing us to pit us versus them type of situation. You know, the the swift change we can see in the election, right? There was a Mm -hmm. swift change. The record numbers of voters, especially young people and people of color came out to vote and say, no more. The last four years have been terrible. We are over this. Bye-bye, Right. And yet, even now, December 11th of 2020, there are still people who say that that is a lie and that, it, that they were cheated and that the, that's not the true results of the election. So you see kind of this interesting shift, as, you know, father getting ousted, uh, our, the domiciled being different or, you know, returning to what most people wanted before this. This current presidential situation, um, you know, Joe Biden kind of represents old school politics, right? It's a return mm-hmm. to what many people find comfortable, but perhaps still isn't the right path. You know, it's still not it's still not progressive enough, uh, but True. it is better than what we've got going on now. <laughs> yes, True. I am True. speaking my opinion. You can totally disagree with me. That's fine, uh, but. Uh, I think this is an interesting uh, set of cards to also go back to the the Gemini house and see how those two play together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. What was the, the card here, the wheel.
2: Uh, yours was the wheel. Mine was the King yeah. of Swords and Lovers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, you know, oh. the 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 fact that it was an election year, like that, seems very wheel-like the changing of the guard, the movement of energy, the shifting of the tide, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And so we go to the fifth house, which is Leo, and it's children Mm -hmm. and romance and sexuality and creativity. And you got the Ten of Swords, and I got the Nine of Cups. Yeah, I know. Everybody, you know, (laughs) uh, the Ten of Swords, and then the Nine of Cups, and the Six of Wands, which is interesting because... You, we talked about, you know, uh, the uh, the this, the uh, this, well, stocks going deeper into negativity and major, you know, a major, dep- you know, major energy shift going downward. The Ten of Swords is death, you know, is another version of death um, in, you know, endings, and it's a, mo- but it's a, you know, you were talking about um, just a major, uh, a major deep. Uh, negative uh, dump in terms of that. Um, and mine was uh, basically the Nine of Cups is abundance and the Six of Wands is play. So mm. it's almost like the the aspects were the um, sense was there was going to be a, a gamble that we had to take and it was going to be one to either go to the dark or go to the light and, of course, mm. I, I pointed out that in the Ten of Swords there is a dawn coming up and a little, you know, sometimes an owl. But you know, there's a, there's a sense of shifting and changing that it isn't as dark as it appears, but it does look really dark. And maybe that's why when I pull these cards and I look at them now, I mean, in terms of what we said, why mine kept going so like Abundance and Play, and yours is going Death and Doom. You know that kind no. of thing. <laughs>
1: That's just our personalities, Elvira. Uh Well, there you go. The cards and us. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I know. Uh, I know. So I'm handing this one to you. Yeah, you know, what's interesting about this one is, um, you know, the the ten of swords is for me is like betrayal, and I think that that and around. relationships you know kind of looking at that leonine energy like relationships and connection and uh, and uh, community like I don't know that this is necessarily authentic but I always think of leonine energy as community energy not family but like the next level and we've been cut off from that where we can't have social gatherings this year um, people have really seen because of social media that's been our outlet in our and our connection to community uh, and sometimes even our connection to family and 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 other relationships that we might not um, you know be quarantined with so to speak so it's forced us to be creative and and use other ways of connection and communication but also sadly I've seen a lot this isn't necessarily reality for me well I guess it is now that I'm saying it out loud, I um, unfriended a family member on Facebook, right, which is so trivial and stupid, but I'm just not willing to argue with stupidity anymore. If someone's beliefs are that, they're just as entrenched as I am, and having an argument with someone on Facebook is not going to change anyone's opinion, especially a family member who I've known my whole life, I know they're not going to change okay. their racist opinion. I'm done with them. Okay. I am cutting those out people out of my life. And so that feels part of that Ten of Swords energy, that betrayal. Like, I love you, and I'm, I'm heartbroken that you're, you hold these back-ass words beliefs, and I can't support that anymore. So as much as I love you, you're not a part of my life. And I've seen a lot of people going through that. Just cutting off relationships rather than allowing the, especially with racism, because this is so prevalent and on the surface for our culture right now, um, you know, no longer tolerating that energy or that, those actions or those words and telling people, I don't tolerate that and you can't be a part of my life if that's where you're coming from. I've seen a lot of people do that. Uh, and that's hard. It's hard and painful, and that feels very ten of swords energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. Yeah. And that's, yeah.
2: Um, so then we go to the sixth house, which is Virgo, and mm-hmm. um, it's about your health and hygiene, employers, and a lot of your you know, um, mental health uh, and physical health. It's, not, it's all parts, but it seems to have more of that. Um, you put out also that it was organization, which is true because Virgos are supposed to, not all Virgos, mind you, but a lot are very, very organized, um, or at least try to be. You yeah. came up <laughs> with the devil, and yeah. I came up with the high priestess and the king of pentacles, which honestly, yeah. when I look at this now and I, I'm looking at what we were talking it's kind of, it is a, a definite structure because the devil, of course, is um, you pointed out as taboos and um, being uh, bound to uh, your you know to to something other than what is true uh, mm-hmm. and bonds you know like bound and, and gagged and type stuff. Um, but it also represents you know the the nature of the self and yeah. that you were basically talking about the self being bound to things that are structured, that they it's, it's not necessarily a truism. Mine, on the mm. other hand, with the high priestess, of course, is the feminine energy, but the wisdom and a, and a more, I don't want to say aloof, but a slightly more detached aspect. And the king of pentacles is, you know, one that is sitting quietly with, you know, his, his things and his, energies and so I kind of felt that it was the the duet, the higher reference point of what the man and the woman that are normally in the devil card are because of how that card has been pictured and if you want anything further you can refer to our tarot journey this year with all the different tarot yeah. cards um, but the high priestess and the king of pentacles represents a more uh, you know it's like that which is the higher value versus, you know, the, the devil. So we kind yeah, of yeah. pointed that out and, and utilized that within the context of what was, you know, what we were talking about, but I think we put it more personal than we did um, like everybody finding their own truths as
1: opposed to that, but you can go with that. And yeah. Go from there. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, since this is, you know, specifically the house of health, right? Like that, the devil um you know being a symbol of illness uh fun Uh, and also the king of pentacles foundation and structure and stability and then that higher wisdom you know that's a lot of what this to look at the pandemic that really does feel like the energy of the pandemic it is about understanding the places where we're tied and and stuck and the things that we could be doing and this is individual but this is also cultural like if you look at who is being disproportionately impacted by the pandemic it's people of color and lower income people so how are we not taking care of our community Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, using
1: that high priestess higher power to look with wisdom, and then using that King of Pentacles energy of reallocating resources, what could, should, need we to be doing to better take care of our communities? Like that, if there's one, you know, I, I'm I'm not a fan of this pandemic. <laughs> I don't. I'm not enjoying this journey very much. Um, I know many people who have been ill. I know one person who has lost their life. Right. So, and I definitely have seen. Uh, the impacts, but there are people out there who have lost dozens of friends and family members and loved ones, and they tend to be lower income and people of color, and that is a problem. I feel like if we could look at our situation as Americans with that high priestess mindset and look at that King of Pentacles energy as the wealth of this nation, how could we be doing things different to deal with the devil? Right, right. Right. Yeah, I'm so, getting a bit of a political soapbox today. So it's I okay. It's to all folks right. Folks who are going to be annoyed by that, but you got to deal with it. Ah, uh, well.
2: <laughs> okay, we should probably do a a uh, commercial yeah. break. Yes. And we will, we will plug along. I don't think we're going to get – we are going to be run over, but we do have extra time allocated, so we are not going to get cut off.
1: Yeah, we'll be good. Okay. All right, we'll be back in just a minute.
0: The magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6.00. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay Fridays 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
2: We are back. Yeah, yeah. So, interesting. Well, we now have rain on our end of the world.
1: Hey, me too. well, I had a sprinkle and now it seems to just kind of have stopped. Oh, it's but it coming looks down. Like rain. No oh, good it's for you. Down.
2: So, it looks like it's interesting. It looks like we got a lot of people coming to my neighbor's place. I can't Ooh, tell uh-oh. if they're they well, it's it's I can't tell if they're taking things out. Or moving things in because there's stuff in their, Oh no, the person that's moving into the house down the way. Oh, I was just, I all of a sudden I saw like five different personal trucks with stuff in them, all lining up, and wow. I'm like, going, what the heck is happening? So it's
1: we have <laughs> another person
2: that bought a place, and now obviously they're bringing their stuff in. Anyway, okay, so now we're on the seventh house, which is. Uh, Libra, and of course it's marriage and partnership and, you know, other other aspects of joining together in terms of that. It's not, you know, just women. It's just marriage. And you came up with the Five of Cups, and I came Mm. up with the Eight of Cups and the Two of Swords. And, of course, you know, the Five of Cups, you basically pointed out that it was kind of a depressing card. And... Mm -hmm. And it, you know, had a, a, you know, obviously an emotional aspect. And um, the Eight of Cups and the Two of Swords is like a decision to leave something, you know, because the Two of Swords is always about decision-making. And, of course, the Eight of Cups usually is representing leaving and heading in a different direction. And I suspect from what we were talking about is that it was about, um, making major changes in especially uh uh unions or things people together. So um and this is July,
1: so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That yeah. Yeah, now we've reached one where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Tell me the yeah. three cards again.
2: Five of cups was yours. That's the one mm. with the three cups that are spilled and the two cups fill up and the yep. person you know regretful and emotional, um, mine was the eight of Cups, which is usually in my cards it's um eight cups, but it's a girl going off into the mm-hmm. future, but you know it's about most people talking about leaving um people you know in terms of going from one place to another, and of course, the two yeah. of swords is pretty self evident
1: yeah i mean this I guess for me th- these three cards together feel like a lot of grief um yeah and just you know the two of swords you know there's there's a little bit of of having choice right and 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 having to make a decision but it's also a little bit of trapped energy because it's like there's often the character in the two of swords is sitting with their arms crossed over their chest blindfolded often that's you know the imagery you usually see around this card so this just feels like a lot of stuck trapped grief energy Uh, And that Mm -hmm. makes sense over the summer. You know, people were deep in it. Um, We were moving in closer to election time. There was a lot of uncertainty about who was going to be the candidate and the running mate and all that was a lot up in the air. Um, And and there's been a lot of grief experienced this year, not only over illness and death and loss, but um, people have lost employment. Uh, people are losing their businesses, their livelihoods. People are are being just now. There was a moratorium on evictions. That's ending. So now people are also starting to lose their homes. And so this collective grief is intense. And that for me, this feels like probably when the the grief got deep. And I I don't think it's come away from that. I think it's gotten you know it, it's expanded, but definitely. Right connected to that house and if you look at it as being connected to July that's how, it, that's how it shows up for me
2: Right and you know it was it is in July itself for this country it's the birth of the nation I mean hmm. you know July 4th is, is considered you know the birth and instead of you know uh, a bunch of joy it was more a lot of, of sadness and sorrow so I think that kind of puts it Halfway through the year, yeah, you're probably at the, you know, you're at the deep trench point of reference, or at least.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty close
2: to it. Now, August is the eighth house. It is Scorpio, so guess what? It's death and sex, yeah, and, taxes and <laughs> you know um, that kind of um, inheritance. So, what did we inherit? Oh my God! Mm. Um, you got the four of wands, which you know, again. Mm. A lot of what you you wound up getting is is you shifted. Because a lot of it has been, um, I don't want to say dark, but it's been the other side. So you wound up with the four of wands, which is joy, structure, celebration, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the progress, you know, moving forward, motivating oneself. Um, I got the three of wands and the two of wands. And, of course, the three of wands tends to be uh, a stationary card. And mm-hmm. it basically I said that, you know, there would be a – that though we would have this feeling of uh, structural joy and everything, that energetically we would still feel stuck. And then we got the two of wands, which, you know, is taking control. So it's almost like the the way we were describing it is that they're all fire, so they're all action.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, that kind of – again, it's a very, you know, fire is transformational in its own right. But it was just talking about changing the energies. The movement of the energies was going to start to change
1: at this point. So that's our August. Yeah. 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 And, you know, change it did, right? Like that's kind of, that was the, the, the calm before the storm, so to speak, because it was shortly after that that, Things started to spike again, and now we're we're at the beginning of a potential devastating three-month window. So, um, you know that that's when people were seeing the line in the sand and making decisions. That's when when some states were deciding to mandate health practices, and some states were saying, yeah, it's fine." You know. So I think that that was a moment where. We there were places that made definitive choice to take more control and take action, and there were places whose actions and choices were to not do those things, and we're experiencing the um the repercussions of those choices right now in December mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
2: so then we go to September, which is Sagittarius, the ninth house. And it's basically religion and awakening and publishing and psychology and courts of law, but mostly it's, it's the philosophy. It's philosophy and psychology and sort of a, the Renaissance aspect. It's an awakening or a reawakening. You mm-hmm. did the High Priestess, which is interesting, mm. which, again, we went into, you know, the, the U.S. state of health kind of, uh, the concepts of what we were looking at is a different way to look at what was happening and the high priestess with the wisdom. And it was the second time we pulled the high priestess in this, right. you pulled it and then I pulled it once before mine yeah. was the ace of, so ace of Swan, um, bleh, the ace of wands. Why do I have the ace of, hang on a minute,
1: <laughs> um,
2: Okay, we had pentacles, and I think it's the okay. It's the ace of wands. Yeah, the ace of wands. is the better of one. Okay, so the ace of wands and seven of cups. So um, it's basically the energies of moving forward, something reawakening, and uh, the choices. You know, creating better choices, creating. Um, a more underst- a better understanding, and the way we talked about it is that the feminine was coming um underneath and bringing forth uh, a better set of choices and creating more energy to to move forward on
1: mm. hmm. yeah it sounds you know like this is um leading up into the election. So this is like when election fervor would have reached its highest point. And uh we would have probably I can't even remember even that was only two months ago, we are likely saturated with election stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and really what else is more prevalent to this current election than the pandemic. <laughs> right. Yeah, You know, so this, again, is like that moment of higher awareness and um, and looking, looking ahead, looking ahead, you know, again, a seven, right, which is that card of challenge. Uh, seven mm-hmm. of cups, right? So it's also like mm-hmm. um, emotion, like emotion. So, yeah, I feel like this is the intensity of the moment uh, and really looking ahead at how all these choices are going to impact us moving forward.
2: Right, right, definitely. So then we wind up in October, which is the 10th house, Capricorn, careers, motives, profession, and, oh, goodness, politics. Uh, (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. You got the hanged man, and I Mm. got the two of cups and the three of cups. So we were talking about – things being turned upside down because of course the hangman being upside down um yeah. that we basically had the two of cups was the union emotional union and the three of cups is the the again it's another celebratory card it's you know three yeah. usually three women you know in joyous celebration but it appears that what i guess we were talking about at this time was that things were turned upside down as opposed to, you know, how we were going to celebrate, how, how the, the process was moving into effect, both you remember we had Halloween, so it was the starting of the holidays, you know, the beginning of that energy, things were upside down about that, but that you look at the aspect of what hanged man actually can be, and it might not be as devastating, if you consider the fact that you've got this this energy of union of coming together rather than pulling apart, so that was what we were talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Say the three cards again:
2: the uh, Hankman,
1: the Two mm-hmm. of Cups,
2: and the Three of Cups.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and that, I mean, if you look like has already come up. If you look at the um, what happened in the election? Right there's there's a winner, record turnout. <laughs> there's uh, a clear message, and yet there are still a percentage of people who believe that that is not what happened, and that it's all a lie, and that the election was stolen. Uh, and and even though these are besides the hangman, like it almost it, in a way, it kind of feels like the hangman reverses the two and the three of the cups. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at the reversals of these cards where it should be joyous celebration. It should be connection and communication. Instead, it's all fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There is celebration, and yet there is still fighting. There are lines in the sand where we should be feeling connected. We're feeling, Mm -hmm. (laughs) excuse me, a little a little disconnected, torn apart, confused. It's funny how that, like, the hanged man's reversedness. Is, for me, it feels like it's potentially impacting those other two cars.
2: Right, right, kind of going the other way. Okay, mm-hmm. so then we're at the 11th house, which is Aquarius, and, of course, it yeah. is is November, <clears throat> and we have, um, it handles uh, friends, hopes, wishes, organizations. So, Obviously, this is when we actually physically went out and voted. Um, right. You got the Ace of Cups, and I got the Five of Pentacles and the Six of Pentacles. I seem to always mm. be getting sequentials. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it
1: um,
2: is. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, the Ace of Cups, a new beginning, a new a new emotion, a social group is what you were talking about um, <clears throat> in terms of um, – Powers and then we were talking about the six of Pentacles is generosity the flow you know it's six pentacles coming from a man's hand down into you know two children or, or people or in that flow and the five of Pentacles was um, a frozen it's basically the frozen wasteland with a bare tree with pentacles on it so it's almost like some to free up in terms of that so you know yeah. what we were experiencing was our hopes and our wishes and in terms of the bigger picture.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like bigger picture stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Shake the three cards again. Sorry. It um, helps me to like refresh.
2: Ace of cups. Yeah. Five of
1: pentacles.
2: Six mm-hmm. of pentacles. Mhm.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, and again, like this is another interesting pattern we have like uh, you know a, a potentially favorable card and then one of the fives or the sevens pops up which you know for me anyway any any of the fives I look at as you know divorce disillusion uh, a breaking apart of something so again we see this like ace which should be joyous and and delightful and it's followed up by this card of divorce <laughs> and then a, and then a reunion right the six of is it the cups yeah six of cups is um no six, of pentacles. Pentacles. Yeah. Okay, six of pentacles okay six pentacles so generosity um so it you know it's interesting it's like it should be good but it's real still crappy and ripped up and yet there is hope with that six of pentacles you know like the eighth to the five to the six it's kind mm-hmm. of like a roller coaster ride and that's what it's been feeling like i don't know how anyone else yeah. feels about it. yeah definitely
2: well, the final one, which is the 12th house is Pisces, so that would be December. And this is the one that we both sat with for an interesting moment. Secrets, hidden, sub, it's the hidden, it's the mental uh, issues or mental situations, um, past, subconscious, occult. And you got Six of Swords. I got the Ace of Swords and the Tower. So oh. the journey, which is, is the, the Six of Swords. Card? Six of Swords, you know, Six the person rowed down the river and, of course, yep. taking away the yep. people that are unhappy and off to the side. The Ace of Swords is a new mindset, you know, it's usually mm-hmm. that's what, you know, I was talking about, and um, the then the Tower is, you know, the Fall, the Fall of the Secrets, yeah. the Fall of the the, uh, the Disillusioned, and the Fall of the, the Negative, and, you know, bringing about, taking away that, taking away the the uh, the illusion, the secrets, the you know the the things that are the mental issues, which we all yeah, know that's um, and it's basically a shift. So it, mm-hmm. it and and if I'm not mistaken, I have to look. Didn't you, I don't think we got the power in any. We got death. We got you know a lot of others, but we didn't. Okay, so it was the first time we got in the power, Okay, so yeah. that is your side of the world now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that feels really apropos to what's going on right now this month. Like, it is feeling like a tower month. It, it The energy is feeling that intense. And I think, you know, it's – this month, as hard as this is to say, especially being in it, it's really difficult. But this month has not brought us improvement and shifts. It's bringing us more into the conflict and the trouble you know, like like we were saying earlier, the the numbers around illness are not looking good, and we're what what I've been reading is that we're just at the beginning of the worst. This isn't even the worst. We it's likely we're going to be in this depth of bad for three months. So the tower feels really appropriate to what's going on right now. Um, and yet, you know, there again, there's that ace. There is that beacon of of hope, and that it always comes at this time of year. No matter how shit your year has been, always, in December, there's a moment like, okay, well, now that's done, and next year, there's, pot- there's potential. Next year, there's possibility. Next year, it will be better. Um, you know, so that's what I feel is really alive right now. We are, the tower is very much the reality of, of what's going on. And yet there is still hope. You know, there's this. There's several vaccines that are on their way. I, I believe people are starting to be vaccinated as soon as next week. Um, you know, that's that's very hopeful. There is a lot to be hopeful for. But the tower has not finished. It's crumbling.
2: Right. It's interesting because I never told you this, but I the way I always um, have been taught is that you put two cards in the center as the as mm-hmm. the the energy that either changes it, moves it, focalizes it, whatever. And they happen to have been the magician and the temperance card,
1: which Mm.
2: probably is a good thing we're talking now because the magician, of course, is being able to utilize the different energies, the different situations to create change because temperance is, a card of change, it's, I was, you know, when I learned it, it was considered the card of alchemy, you know, taking lead into gold. It is called, you know, at times an interrupted journey. But um, I believe that our, our journey for this year was interrupted by all these other things that happened, but they had to happen to get things out of the way. And we have talked on and off about the different astrological things that happened has happened this year. Um, we have a couple of more that are coming up. We have um, a solar eclipse on the 14th. I believe it is or the 15th. Um, and of course, that's the day the Electoral College um, technically votes. And then, of course, we have Uranus going direct at the beginning of next year when they are supposed to inaugurate the new mm-hmm. president. So.
1: Right. Well, and there is a energy. lot of intense astrological stuff going on this month, too. You know, so um, th- from what I've heard, because, again, I don't know enough about astrology to really know what I'm talking about, but there is a huge shift coming or right around the winter solstice. There should be, mm-hmm. there. there is potential for a lessening, but also it's not going to get better until midway through next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> We didn't do a reading for this year because I think we are we are at a point where the, I guess for both of us, it would probably be uh, that we we took what we had and this is the way it is, but it's still the energy of this year has to play out even at the beginning of yeah. next year. And you just said so with the astrology. So we we know that. So as far as what we predicted in terms of any particular thing, the energies we saw I think played out fairly, you know, I don't want to say accurately, but fairly um, to to what we were seeing in terms of the cards. We might not have picked the exact um, uh, ideas and terminology, Mm -hmm. but it pretty well played out.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So anything else we want to say? Because uh, technically we're beyond our normal hour, but I think this was one needed to go the length it did
1: yeah yeah you know I don't have anything else to add I know like in the moment it feels a little bit bleak but you know there is always a a silver lighting it's always darkest before the dawn all the cliches you know Mm -hmm. we will get through this and so just Mm -hmm. to, to take care of yourselves take care of each other do the best that you can and keep moving forward it's really all we can do
2: Exactly. And um, we will, as we've said, this is our last live one. We will have a couple of, a few, was it, I think, three or two reruns and then, uh, three reruns. And then we will come back in 2021, January, and we will be doing an Ask a Witch segment. And I will turn the closing of the show over to you now.
1: Yeah, so as Elvira mentioned, Ask a Witch is coming up in just a few weeks. It might sound like it's far away because it's in January, but it's just a couple of weeks away. Uh, so go to our website, com, and type in your questions for us to answer on this, the, sto- the, the store. No, not the store, the show. Uh, they can be anything about witchcraft, paganism, tarot reading, personal practices, stuff going on in your life that you might not be sure how to deal with or explain, we'll address it all, assuming we've got the time to do so. But uh, if we don't get to your question, we do hold them over for the next time. And sometimes if we get enough questions, we do two episodes in a row. So don't feel shy. Um, Send in your question and we'll try to get to it. Yes,
2: definitely. So have a blessed solstice. Um, oh, and a happy Hanukkah right now, and yeah, Santa and Merry Christmas, and whatever happy solstice we are all in a, in a good new year. And please be safe, Stay safe.
1: Yes, absolutely. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next see you.
2: year. Okay, Bye-bye. bye bye.
1: Bye.
0: On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Guion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.